0: Hey everyone, have we got a treat for you today. In this latest episode, we sit down with industry legend, Sam Villa, one of the most influential stylists of his generation. We're going to learn how Sam was inspired to get into
1: the industry. My teacher came up to me. She said, Sam, I said, yes, Miss Lena. She said, your client over underneath the dryer, the rollers are falling out and you need to go over there and put them back in and you might consider doing something else. What he
0: sees as the biggest
1: challenge in our industry today. See, that's where the industry needs to go. We need to start thinking about creating an experience. Some of the pitfalls to avoid on the educator-artist path. Do not listen to the sound of an applause. As well as some great digital marketing tips. And we saw the social platforms as a means to get the voice out there. Education will drive sales, education will drive sales. This episode is
0: packed with wisdom and great advice, so let's get right into it. Welcome to The Salon Scoop, a podcast by Salon SOS. I'm your host, Scott Moon, the founder of Salon SOS, and I'm obsessed with helping salon professionals live their best life. In this show, we shop talk all things salon to bring you real-life stories, debates, entertainment and inspiration to help you find happiness and success in this beautiful industry if you work in the salon industry in any capacity this podcast is open to you so set down your scissors or rinse out that toner and let's get into it absolute pleasure it is to introduce today's guest sam via I think if we look up industry icon in the dictionary, we are gonna see Sam's picture there. I mean, I can't begin to describe all the accolades that he's had over the years. Just a couple of you know, more recent highlights. He was named the 2021 Naha Educator of the Year, uh, was inducted into the Hare Awards USA Hall of Fame, also received the 2017 Naha Lifetime Achievement Award, Um, and in 2020 was named the International Hair Influencer of the Year at the International Hairdressing Awards. The list goes on and on, uh, but I'm so proud to be able to say that, you know, to me, it's Sam, and and I've seen Sam at so many uh, events over uh, over the course of the years. And Sam, I think actually one of your greatest accolades ever, I can share this with you, is that when I've watched you on stage the many times that I've been with you, for somebody who's never, you know, been to hair school, uh, you know, the only time that I use scissors is to, you know, cut open the bag of milk or a box in the kitchen. You make me feel and believe like I could get up there and I could actually do hair myself. The way that you communicate uh, is so inspiring, and I actually have felt that way uh, watching you. So, um, greatest athlete, I'm sure, on your uh, on your list. But thank you so much uh, for being with us here today, Sam.
1: Scott, thank you so much for the opportunity to share with your community. And I thank you so much for that great introduction. You know, I'm just so fortunate to say that I, I don't have to go to work. I get to go to work. It's just absolutely enjoyable to do what I do.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the best place to be, right? Um, when it's just a, a pure passion. So, before we get fully into your story, Sam, and some advice for, uh, for our listeners, we always like to start our show with a, an SOS signature question. So, I'm going to drop that on you right off the bat here. If you could do any celebrities' hair that you have not already done, who would it be and why?
1: I would have to say it has to go back to my youth. And that would be Madonna.
0: Uh, Oh, nice.
1: Yes. And Madonna, because of all the different ways that she wore her hair, probably would be the reason why I think if I did something, she would probably be happy with it. So I would say that, yes, I'd go back to my youth and select Madonna.
0: Sure should be ecstatic if you, uh, if you did something with with her (laughs) hair. (laughs) All right, Sam, let's, uh, let's sort of set the stage for our listeners a little bit here. And I mean, you've, been an industry icon for, uh, for a long time now. And I just want to let our listeners know, get to know you a little bit better, and start by telling us maybe how you got into the beauty industry in the first place, kind of a quick origin story. Who were you? Where, where were you? And, and what was the trigger for you to get
1: involved? Uh, the, I grew up around hair. I grew up in my dad's barbershop, did not like it. I shined the shoes. It was something I always thought I would never do. I uh, went to college. I was playing volleyball, came home one weekend and said, I want to go to cosmetology school. My dad was clapping underneath the table. My mom was like, what? And uh, I had one more year of college. And my mom said, okay, if you want to do that, great. But you're going to finish your college if you don't like it. So off to beauty school, I went. I'll never forget Scott. I was there for probably a couple months. My teacher came up to me. and She said, Sam. I said, yes, Miss Lena. She said, your client over underneath the dryer, the rollers are falling out and you need to go over there, put them back in and you might consider doing something else. Uh, that weekend, my dad called me up and said, Hey, what are you doing the weekend? I said, dad, I can't afford to do anything. He said, well, I'm going to pick you up Sunday morning early. We're going to go to a hair show. And that's when my, my, um, life changed. I actually went to see Vidal Sassoon back in 1976 and three other gentlemen that just melted hair. And I told my dad, I want to do that. I want to be a teacher someday, a platform artist and stand up there and teach. And, uh, that's when my career pretty much took off. I knew what I wanted to do.
0: Incredible. So that was the light bulb going off when you kind of had that uh, had that experience. Everybody has their own story. So thank you for sharing. It's always nice to kind of hear where everybody got their their first inspiration from. Um, Okay, so you've been doing this for for a while now. You mentioned some dates there that I wasn't going to go down that path. But uh, I mean, you just won the 2021 Naha Educator of the Year Award again. Uh, You know, when I was GM of Redkin Canada, 10, 12 years ago, you know, you were, had already won multiple awards before then. How do you not only sustain your level as a top educator, but also like reinvent yourself continuously to kind of stay relevant with a new generation of stylists? How do you do that, Sam?
1: Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that happen. I think, you know, to stay relevant in anything that you do, no matter what you choose to do, I think you have to embrace change. But uh, I've always said, Scott, that there's danger in the comfort zone. And one thing—if there's anything that that pandemic uh, really uh, helped me with—it it really changed me as a teacher. It made me find other ways in which I could get people's attention through a computer, not necessarily standing live in front of them. So, I had to come up with different ways of teaching and holding an audience and make it making it interactive. So, I think you know what's important is that. You know, never, I just discovered that it's important as a teacher. I have to continue to learn. And with that attitude, it always kept me in front of things in terms of what's next. How do I simplify it? I think today's brilliance, simplicity is today's brilliance. Keeping things simple, that's all people are looking forward to today in today's world is just they just want things to be simple. So that's my mission and my quest right now is how do I take something that I see, share it with someone, And make it simple for them to understand i've always kept that in mind and then another thing is i've always told myself if i can help people get what they want i'll get what i want so with that scott what it did was what do people need what do they need what do they need what do they want what do they want if i kept asking myself it forced me to change my journey along the way and it's been really uh, it's when you do that it makes it more exciting and not only that but more rewarding
0: well, absolutely. And I think you hit on a really great point there, right? It's like, what do people need? At the end of the day, our world is always about, you know, problem and solution. And, you know, as a as a beauty expert, whether you're in hair, whether you're in aesthetics, you need to connect with what are the real challenges that your consumers are having? And how can you provide right, the right solution at the right time? You know, that's going to be better than other options out there. That's how you can actually, uh, you know, really develop great customer service, number one, you know, because you're responsive to people's needs and at the same time kind of exceed their expectations uh, in terms of results.
1: One of the big questions I get asked, Scott, is like, you know, what's what's the new business model look like for salons or what's the, what's the what do we need to do, Sam? And number one, flexible. I mean, I think it's important people be flexible. But I also think that we're, that we're on this big kick of creating an experience at the chair. I really believe, Scott, that the, the hairdresser that stands at the chair and chooses to be an educator is the one that's going to win in the future. It's no longer about conversations, it's about being an educator and teaching the guest, the client that's in the chair, and creating an experience. A number one example would be you know, the number one complaint is Sam, I can't get my hair to look like you get it to look. Yeah. What I would recommend, <laughs> What I would recommend is you simply use today's technology, you know, the phone. So you take the client's phone, you put it on a monkey tripod, and now the phone is facing the client. You're the client, and I'm doing your hair, but I'm videotaping me teaching you how to do it. I'm handing you the blow dryer, the brush, coaching you on how to hold it, showing you the product I'm using, showing you how much I'm using, having you apply it. Can you imagine, Scott, when the appointment's done? I'm handing that client their phone back, and it has their own tutorial on it. See, that's where the industry needs to go. We need to start thinking about creating an experience and understanding that the old model of some salons, well, Sam, I don't allow phones on the salon floor. That's old. Get out of that old model and start thinking new ways in which you can use this as a tool to promote sales and make it simple for a team member to enhance an experience for a client and that's an educational experience and a retail experience.
0: Absolutely. And. You know, that example that you just shared about, you know, recording your sort of styling tutorial with the guest is is so simple when you, when you talk about it, but it's still very foreign, right? Not, not many people are doing it. We teach that in a lot of our, uh, you know, digital marketing classes because that's how you separate yourself today. And the clients, right, the guests, they want information. They want expertise we're in the information age, right? Where people are constantly looking for it. And because uh, otherwise they're going on YouTube and they're, you know, looking at video.
1: It's so true, Scott. So, so you know, how, videos
0: about- how to style and how to do things. So why not grab the grab the bow and then do it yourself, right? And yeah. be that, and be that true beauty professional for them.
1: And you know, as well as I do, it's all in the setup. So you, can you imagine a little monkey tripod that's sitting there on the station and then there's a card, beautiful card, professional card that says, for a free free tutorial, place your phone here. Uh, any client's going to say, "Well, what do I get for free?" What do I? Yeah, exactly. For free? What's that now? Yeah, what do I need to do? That right there gets the conversation going. But I mean, this is what I'm talking about. It's the person that becomes the educator at the chair. They're the ones that are going to win in the future. Love it, love it. All right. I mean, you work with stylists from all
0: over the world, uh, and I've just sort of seen so much. What would you see as one of the biggest challenges that holds salon professionals back from kind of really achieving their, their success or their, their real potential?
1: Exactly what we were just talking about. They don't want to change. They get comfort, they're com- comfortable in their comfort zone. Now, that comfort zone can be many things, Scott. It could be a financial comfort zone where they're like, Sam, why do I need to change the way I'm doing things when I'm making tons of money? Why do I need to change or it could be a um, an egotistical one where it's like, well, I already know that. I already know. I already know. But they still do what they do. So I think, you know, it's about embracing change, especially in today's world. The people that are choosing that did not embrace change are now wishing that they would have done some of those things they were told to do so they wouldn't be in the position that they are in now. So I think the, the it's all about just really just be open to change and embrace change. Example being, I think right now, as a sl- if, if I was a salon owner, people would say, well, Sam, put yourself in my shoes. If you were a salon owner, what would you do? My number one concern would be the team. Would be, everything would be based around wellness. Everything would be based around flexibility. Everything would be based around the idea of, um, you know, uh, example being, I'm just going to pull one out. Uh, a $100 a month Uber Eats card. Let's say I got 10 people, that's $1,000 a month. That's a $12,000 investment, but that's a wellness investment as far as I look into the team because that $100 Uber Eats, they can order lunch when they're busy and say, wow, I can order lunch. It's going to come in. I don't need to worry. It's done. You know, Or Scott, they could save five of those and have a great birthday party for their children. So I, you know, I think this is where the direction needs to go. You know, it's like I get it with medical and all of that. I get that, but there needs to be things around it that's not so normal. We need to think outside of the box, I guess, is what I'm saying to create a new connection of wellness.
0: Yeah. Okay, I love that. What you talked about, you know, change and embracing change, and we all know that you know people get stuck in their comfort zones, and you know it's hard sometimes to kind of push through. Because you have to get uncomfortable, right? In order to, to gain comfort in a new, uh, in a new area. But the only way that we learn is by doing something new, which is inherently uncomfortable at first. But, you know, if you had a, a magic wand, how would you help people get past that to, to start embracing change and to get out of their comfort zone? Because it seems to kind of keep so many people stuck. How would you, how would you push them out of that?
1: You know what, Scott? That's a great question. I don't know if I have a magic wand or if I could push them out of it. I think, unfortunately, sometimes people need to come to a crossroad or um, how can I say this disaster needs to hit uh, before people kind of stop and cold in their tracks and reflect and think, oh, wow, I, I think I need to change the way I'm doing things. So, I mean, there's so many things. You're, you're such a great teacher and a great businessman. You know, I can go in there and I can talk to these and I can suggest things, but they're, it's fear. And it's fear because they're like, I, I'm afraid if I change, I'm going to lose. But I think what we need to do is number one is really accept the fact that number, you know, they started with nothing and now they have something. So sometimes it's just about really just putting something in reverse to get another 20 feet you know put it back in reverse to gain another 20 feet so i i I don't know scott what it is or what i would do what i would encourage 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 and coach and coach and coach and 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 support 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 people to understand that that if if they don't change they're going to get left behind you know i I mean i just don't know that's a tough question to answer
0: yeah no and i (laughs) i hear you i think you know we're always uh, you know, we're always kind of in the same conundrum. Uh, my theory is always, you know what, if we just keep putting the message out there, and maybe try to try to say it in different places at different times in different ways, that maybe it'll strike, you know, a certain person one day, and it will strike a different person on another day. And then we can just sort of slowly one by one, kind of change the conversation, and then show some role models. I think, you know, having role models where we can, people can kind of, view and see how somebody else has kind of changed and evolved and and grown and what they did to do that. But, you know, everybody, most people, I shouldn't say everybody, most people want to grow. Most people want to learn. But as you just alluded to, you can't grow if you don't change. It's the whole the whole the whole word change is about you know evolving, right? If you don't change, then you don't you stay the same. And nobody typically wants to stay the same. So I don't know necessarily where that fear comes from, but um it doesn't have to be scary uh, because it's you know we're just we're just learning, we're just evolving, we're just changing. Um but maybe again, through some mentors, and Sam again, you've worked with so many people. Can you share some mentors in our industry that you feel like people could look towards as positive role models who
1: who do embrace this? Oh, I think there's so many people out there right now that I think are um, really supporting the industry in a new way. And I think that that there's so many. Right now, I think there's a newness in a person by name of uh, uh, Jason Everett, High Performance. I highly recommend looking into that. I really enjoy what they're doing for salons right now. Obviously, Summit is a great one. I think Coach Chris Barron, right now, what he's doing for associate programs, I think associate programs are really a necessity for any salon owners out there in the community that are listening. I think it's something that you need to keep a revolving. The door is going to revolve. You know, You don't stop training just because you have a full salon that door will, will continue to revolve. And, and I want you to also develop an attitude that when you train somebody, you know, you're putting someone out there that's going to be great for the industry. You know, I mean, people just come and go, and we've got to accept that as learners. But I, those are, you know, the things that come to my mind right now are those people that right now that I'm supporting and are mentoring me and helping me to understand and sharing ways with me that I can go out there and share in terms of, uh, growing the industry and getting it kind of pointed in this new direction with a little bit of a, a wider road, if you will, Scott.
0: Love it. And, you know, you can't say this about yourself, but I will absolutely say this, that you, Sam Via, are, you know, an incredible mentor for our industry. And you have been for a very long time. And I would encourage, you know, everybody for some that are, you know, maybe – Hearing and discovering you for the first time, uh, I would highly encourage people to sort of stay connected to to Sam and his messaging and his, his trainings and his, his people. He has a whole sort of ambassador team. They just are so dedicated and genuine in terms of wanting everybody in the industry to succeed. Uh, you'll never find somebody more genuine than Sam. So uh, you are an amazing mentor for our industry, Sam, and I know that you will continue to stay that way.
1: I appreciate that, Scott. I really do. I think that, you know, like I said, I've always been about, you know, people buy people, and then they buy things. So it's about you making a connection. And I always share with my team, our personality is our logo, our smile is our business card, and our how people walk away from us and how they feel. That's our trademark. So I think, you know, really in this industry, it's so important that you not only make connections with your clients and your guests are in your chair, but you make connections with everyone that you come across. We've always been a brand about artists supporting artists and brands supporting brands. In other words, Scott, my attitude has always been there's plenty out there for everybody. There's plenty. It's just up to you to go out and get it. And I want all those students out there that happen to be listening is nothing's going to be handed to you. You know, one, number one, you have to have the courage to understand that you're always going to learn, you never stop learning. And number two, you need to have patience, you know, if you have patience, what you put out is what you're going to get back. And I really believe that in this industry, it's an awesome industry. I mean, I'm so fortunate to be in it, but I think that the audience is becoming wider. And I think the options that are in front of us are becoming even more. And I think it's important for people to discover, you know, where do they fit? But let's let's find a discovery of where you fit, where it's going to be better for the for the masses and help everybody in the industry. Super, Sam. I mean, to say you're you're
0: busy is probably a huge understatement. <laughs> um, you know, not counting the pandemic period. I know you travel the world seemingly nonstop from event to event. Not to mention, you know, that you're the co-founder of the popular Samvia, you know, branded tools company. We want to know a little bit about Sam via behind the scenes, kind of like on the personal side, when you're not, quote unquote, working, what does a vacation or a weekend away from work look
1: like for you? Well, uh, thank you for asking that. I got to tell you, my life right now at the moment is filled up with my son, who is now five. I am enjoying my life being a father. Uh, And and I got to tell you, Scott, all these things of these teachings and things that I've learned you know, a Redken has really been a big resource in making me the teacher that I am today. But a lot of those resources, they're paying off raising my son. But I'm enjoying life, that part of my life now. A lot of people don't know, you know, like I get asked a lot, what are your hobbies? What do you do on your, your time off? There's two things I love to do. And one is fish, uh, because it's very quiet. Um, I just love the sound of a reel and the sound of bait hitting the water and it's just beautiful out there that's number one number two is golf once again it's a little bit more challenging where you hit it you chase it you yell at it you scream at it you put it in this little hole but it's once again outside in nature and those are the two little hobby things i love to do but i have to tell you my off time i mean I, i want people to get this in the right way but i really believe that successful people are doing things while others are sleeping you know my wife she tends to say it's amazing how you can survive on five hours of sleep but a lot of those times in those those hours at night that's my quiet time where i'm doing a lot of research i'm doing a lot of planning i'm just working on the projects that i happen to be working on and i think that's the time a lot of people say evening or morning you know you get some things done evening tends to be one of my more creative zones nice yeah sometimes this. You get inspiration at the, you know, strangest times, but it's
0: kind of often when you are able to quiet your brain a little bit, right? So, um, yep. So
1: important. So great way to
0: go. So let's talk, you talked about, you know, the education and then being able to sort of pass that on to your son. I wanted to talk a little bit about being an educator or an artist. Obviously people know you as, you know, a international platform artist. And I'm sure many of our listeners started down the educator artist path very likely because of you. They were inspired by you and saw you at a show the same way that you were inspired by Vidal Sassoon back in 1976. So what would you say to some of these people is the biggest pitfall that you would warn them to avoid on their artist journey?
1: Um, Do not listen to the sound of an applause. I really Mm -hmm. believe that uh, staying humble is so important. If you're doing it for the right reason, I think success will come your way. So I want anybody that chooses to stand in front of people to ask themselves, why do you choose to do it? Is it because you want to be known? Is it because you want to be a rock star? Is it because you choose to teach? Is it because you choose to share? Is it because you're saying that you're good? So I think, you know, that's an important question to ask. You know, a lot of people have asked me, Sam, why do you do what you do? My my answer is very simple because I choose to make hairdressers better hairdressers. And what comes along in that choice is part of the journey. All those accolades and everything. You know, as long as I stay focused and, and understand, you know, like someone said, what's it mean like being getting the lifetime achievement award? What it means is all those years that I've been teaching, I've been doing and saying something right. And people are listening. So that's what I will continue to do. But I think that people need to understand when you choose to be a teacher, you're not doing it. Please don't do it because you want to be somebody. Do it because you want to help people. So whether it's a teacher, a platform artist, a showman, I think, you know, you can be a showman when you need to be a teacher when you need to. But most of all, understand who's in front of you and do it for those people that are in front of you. Because they're the heroes. That's what I've always been taught. The hero is in the audience. And I'm just there as a messenger. So, you know, I'm I I stand before people, Scott, motivated by the passion to teach. I'm not a rock star. I'm not a genius. I'm not an inventor. I'm not a visionary. I'm proud to say I'm a hairdresser who has chosen to be a teacher. And I will continue to stand people in front of people to share and motivated by that passion to teach. And uh, that's you know where where what I want to do is you know like I can help if I can help people get what I what they want I'll get what I want.
0: It's very eloquent, Sam. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, I think that was extremely powerful. It's so nice to see. I mean, you were able to touch and influence so many people over the years, you know, through your role and through your opportunities that you've had, uh, and that obviously brings you great joy. I'd love to know who has been one of the biggest influencers
1: of you or for you in your life. Wow. Well, there's been so, so many. But if you're asking me who's probably been the biggest, I would have to say it always, the answer always goes back to my dad. Um, You know, I think my dad, he was smart in taking me to that show. And here's why I say that because my whole life, pretty much my youth, I grew up, sports so i was always coaching teams uh, in college i was coaching so he knew i had some kind of teaching in me yep. uh, but i because i when he said he said we're going to go to a show i go what's that what, what is that he said oh that's where you go and you learn and these people will be standing in front of you and they're going to be cutting hair and telling you what they're doing how they're doing it etc so i think that was a big influence in my career the moment he took it but what influenced me even more was the many things that he said to me during my career, one of the things he said was, you know, don't let ego get in your way. He goes, learn how to manage your ego, stay humble. Um, he once told me, he goes, don't listen to the applause, you know, because I said, hey, dad, I mean, I'll never forget Scott. I said, hey, dad, I got to stay in ovation. And he said, what's that? I go, dad, dad, you know what? He goes, what's that? And I told him, he goes, don't listen to that. He goes, when you start listening to that, that's going to get in your way then you're going to start doing it. So you can get those. He goes, you know, embrace it for the moment, but he goes after that, let it go. So I would say he's probably been uh, the, the biggest aside from so many other people along my journey. Of course. Of course.
0: And I love that. That's the second time you mentioned the sort of the applause and not listening to the applause. I heard a lot of, you know, sort of sayings to block out the applause because it's also going to help you block out the booze. Right, because if you're if you're too focused and, and wanting the applause, then you're also very susceptible to the boos, and that brings people you know down quite a bit and impacts their sense of you know sense of self worth. Uh, and you've got to drown both of them out and just be doing the right thing with the right intentions uh, and let that carry you forward. Right?
1: Isn't that interesting, Scott? Because the the value is in the boos and the applause when you think about it. There's value at yeah. both ends. Interesting. I love that. Thank you for yeah. sharing.
0: Well, all right, let's, uh, let's talk digital a bit. Um, you know, we always like to go down that path. We're a digital marketing sort of resource for the industry. Um, and you're obviously extremely active. The Sam via Hair um, brand is... Is very very powerful online. Um, I believe that you have somewhere in the realm of eight hundred thousand, you know, followers, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, it's not just about followers; it's about the engagement that in the impact that you can make with it. What is the the purpose behind the content that is being put out on your Sam via social media pages?
1: Well, let's let's. What are you uh, trying to accomplish? What here's what we're trying to accomplish. What we're trying to accomplish is. And it's an education platform, and that's the primary purpose behind it. It's all about education. You know, the the sales are secondary. The tools are secondary. I've always tried to share with my team: education will drive sales. Education will drive sales. And it began because of the fact digital began for us way back in like, like twelve years ago. It's because we didn't have any money. We didn't have any money advertising dollars and marketing dollars. And we saw the social platforms as a means to get the voice out there, to get what we do, get it out there. And I remember we decided we're going to go YouTube and we're going to do educational sound bites. Now, sound bites was the key word, not DVDs, because we were in the DVD game. And I saw that game's going away because. Of these millennials and all these youth, the youth, and they continue, they're fast paced. They want things now. They don't want to download something and wait a long time and then watch it for an hour. They want the info now. So, yeah. sound bites was the way to go, which is what we did. So, we started creating this content that was just here's just sound bites of this technique, of this technique, or this it wasn't necessarily a look. And it just took off and it took off in a way where we knew we it was going to be free. People were like you're crazy, you're giving it away for free. But what it did Scott was it took me out of that redkin bubble. It took me out of that redkin bubble where people were not redkin but they saw whoa, check this out and they, and it just started happening where you know like you said it's not about the numbers although you'll talk to other people and they'll tell you yes it is about the numbers. But what I discovered was what created the numbers was the education content was, was simple, easy to understand. It was uh, doable in a way where it worked and it was not gimmicky. It was right short and to the point. And that's, I think digital right now, people, people go, well, Sam, it's moving away from digital. I disagree. I think you're going to, ha- it's, it's going to be hybrid where you're going to have both. Some people are going to want hybrid but some people are going to want live now scott here's my message you know i think live should be more expensive and hybrid should be expensive and hybrid should be just as expensive if not more right so that you drive these people to the live events and if you say okay you're going to stay at home you don't have airfare you don't have hotel okay well you're going to get it but you're going to get the comfort of your home It's going to cost you just as much as it is to go live i think you know that's people go sam you're crazy no i can see this is why people were scared to do that education has value whether you sit at home or whether they're live live has more punch to it it has more more of uh more vibrancy to it whereas at home you'll get the value but it's going to be different in terms of vibrancy, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you know, there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to each, right? Normally at home, you might have the opportunity to kind of uh, watch it, pause it, you know, rewatch it again. Uh, so there's, you know, big advantage from that standpoint, if, if that's an opportunity, um, you know, as opposed to the live, you mentioned at the right off the hop today that you during the pandemic had to kind of shift, obviously how you were doing education and you, had to kind of make the digital virtual trainings obviously a little more exciting, a little more engaging. Are there any sort of tips or tricks that you've uh, learned that you can pass on to anyone that is doing, you know, virtual trainings uh, in terms of making well, I them
1: engaging? I, I, yeah, what I did, Scott, was I saw, you know, when we were doing this, we I, I really believe we were one of the first in terms of this whole digital game when we created The Show Must Go On, when we did Social-a-thon, and we did these little things, but I also believe what I discovered was I just can't stand and deliver. It has to be something that gets their attention. So flip charts were still a, a good thing, but I saw people doing PowerPoint. PowerPoint can be become more of a power presentation if you're not careful with it. So what I did was I came up with these mannequins where I had Velcro and I was using Velcro and I would cut, you pull the Velcro out like that was the hair, I'd cut it. And I show them now, if you cut, hold it like that and cut this, this is how it falls. So people were getting a different type of visual and seeing that and going, oh, okay. Then I put that down and say, okay, now watch me do the section. So what I did was I broke it down. For example, I teach them, here's a fringe. I'm going to cut just a fringe. So Scott, I'd shave the hair on all the mannequin and I would just leave the fringe out. So they were focused just on that and not everything else. So no big deal. But what it did visually was people would go, whoa, what's he got? What is he doing? And that's exactly the interaction I wanted. So that's one example of how I had to change things up and, and just come up with How do you create this interaction through a computer?
0: Nice, love it. Any uh, advice that you have or that you give to stylists when it comes to their uh, digital or social media game? Oh, yeah. You know, I,
1: it, in terms of a if, if it's a viewer, you know, I mean, I, I, I really recommend, number one, you definitely, I think digital education is definitely a go. You know, it's not going anywhere. Highly recommend it. What I love about it, Scott, is you can create your own curriculum and you can build it around your own time. Now, for those people on the other side, that are actually delivering education or even i highly recommend stylists you should be doing this on facebook creating tutorials for clients to help them at home you know whether it be a simple product application uh whether it be something in terms of you know how do i apply it something like that or how do i blow dry my fringe i can't blow dry my simple little things like that but i think they need to be short and simple That's the most important thing: is don't keep things long and make sure it is what, how, and why. And that's the end of the story.
0: Nice. What, how, why, and go with video. People Uh, can't stress that enough. Video is where it's at. That's why you know TikTok and Instagram Reels have become so popular over the past couple of years. Um, Let's get on the video trend. And with Sam's advice, love it. Tutorials. You, um,
1: know what not, you know what i'm even doing i don't even text anymore I'm, I'm like i'll get my phone i go video boom here's a video and i'm blah 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 so they can understand my emotion and everything and then i'll send the video done i mean it's amazing how video has so much more i totally agree with you video is going to be the way of the future
0: speaking of the future that actually comes to one of my last questions here for you what's what's the future got in store for Sam Via?
1: oh wow We got a lot. There's obviously some new tools that we're going to be launching that are coming out uh, in second half. I'm really excited about a clipper that we have that we geared primarily for the hairdresser. So I think there's some ergonomics about it that are going to make it easy use, simple use for the hairdresser. Um, uh, We've got another, we've got a single waiver coming out, some great tools. And then our education, our education is going to continue. You're gonna see more hands-on, more in-salon education coming out. We just finished doing a trend shoot, lived in precision, you'll see that launched. Our ambassador program is gonna continue to flourish. We have an affiliate program now that's gonna be coming out attached to our ambassador program. So we're gonna continue to get the tools out there, get the word out there, and education will continue nonstop. Uh, We will, I'm looking forward to Fusion in Canada, in uh, Toronto, uh, that's really? going to be awesome coming up. I'm really, really excited about that. So I'll be coming to Canada. Please don't miss that. I really have some exciting things planned for it. I think you're going to see something that you've never seen before that's going to be happening at Fusion. So I, I challenge you to show up and see it. I really do. Um, but lots of things happening on the on the Samvia on the brand side. Really excited about, about the second half of the year coming up. Nice. Oh, clearly not slowing down at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's right never slowing down scott
0: <laughs> <laughs> love it all right we're going to uh, going to close up the conversation uh here today with one last signature question uh like we always do with all of our guests so sam what advice would you give to someone call it a stylist just starting their career in our industry today
1: education 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 You are entering an industry where you must never cease to learn. So don't ever develop an attitude. Well, I know how to do that. Or I know that already. Because if I'm going to give you some simple advice, if you can find three to five different ways to cut a one-length bob, I encourage you to find three to five different ways. Remember, there's danger in the comfort zone. So don't get comfortable. Stay in that zone. Really continue to learn. As a hairdresser, you must never cease to learn. Just like a teacher. I must never cease to learn.
0: Fantastic way to, uh, to end it. Absolutely. Sam, the, uh, the one and only, what an honor it has been to have you here with us on the podcast today. Thank you so, so much, Sam. Can you give us, for people that want to follow you, and I encourage everyone to, uh, where can they find you on social media? What are the, uh, the handles? We'll post them in the, so- in the show notes
1: as well. Thank you for that, Scott. Thanks for asking. Our IG handle is hashtag Sam via hair. our Facebook is Sam via and YouTube is Sam via Pro. And subscribe on YouTube channel for all the guests that are out there. I highly recommend subscribe on our YouTube channel.
0: yeah, I mean, I highly recommend just stay as connected as you can to to Sam. Uh, you will not be uh, you will not be misled. Um, as I mentioned off the top, I uh, was almost tempted to, uh, to, go, to go into hair school after, uh, after watching Sam. I me believe that I can, can do it as well. So um, amazing. Sam, it's uh, just an honor for me to, to, to call you a friend and to have spent the time that I have over the, uh, over the years. I uh, look forward to seeing you at Fusion uh, this year. I'll definitely, uh, definitely be there. And thanks so much again for being on our show today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we uh, look forward to catching you on our next episode.
1: Thanks so much much. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much for listening to the Salon Scoop podcast. This show is produced by Salon SOS, a digital marketing agency by industry professionals for industry professionals. If you want simple and affordable solutions for any of your salon marketing needs, such as websites, client loyalty, Google search rankings, social media, or more. Come visit us at salon.sos.ca or on Instagram at salon.s.o.s. If you want to hear more great episodes like this and help us continue to bring the industry content, it would mean so much to us if you would support us in one of the following ways. Share this episode with just one other industry professional and either rate our show on Spotify or write us a quick review on Apple Music. We want to hear your feedback. If you have follow-up questions or ideas of, for future episodes, please reach out. DM us on Instagram, that's at salon.s.o.s, or hit us up on our website at salon.sos.ca. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go get your hustle on, keep smiling, and we'll catch you on our next episode.